Hoy hoy, Noiros. Welcome to Out of the Podcast Nights. We're doing another night episode, my friend. After dark. After dark. We got uh, Shadowy Dan <laughs> in the corner. Got my lights and... turned off. It's completely dark in the room. That's right. Well, good thing Flashlight Joey is here. Yes. To shine a light on you and all your, your misgivings and doings. You are you familiar? I, I believe you are. We've gone over this, but you know, hey, one more time for the newer listeners. Uh, familiar with the Batman '66 movie? I am. Yes, it's been a while, but I am. Has the greatest intro ever, where it's all dark and there's like the lights and it shines a light on the criminals, like the spotlight. Yes, that always stuck with me. I like that. It's a fun movie. I so used that's to, the I intro I just gave. Lot. Me too. And by used to, I mean I've never stopped watching it. <laughs> I watched it when I was when I was a kid, and I, it's been a while. But I'm sure I would enjoy it just as much now, if not more, than I did. You, you already heard it here first, folks. We got a bonus episode: Batman '66 coming. <laughs> How we try to argue? Argue uh, it's a film noir. Yeah, we'll just throw them a Monday episode, and anything's a film noir if that's the case. Yeah, that's true. Or we can do film noir Friday. Sure. <laughs> You want to give him a Thursday, Friday double punch? Yeah, you can do, uh, you know, I'm, back, I'm not back that confident with our abilities that we can do that with our audience. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I'm grateful you, anyone's coming back week to week or, you know, maybe taking a breather and coming back when they do. Thanks for your ears. We appreciate it. You know, we said, hey, lend us your ears. Yes. And we've, uh, we have a good collection right now. We're taking care of them and we hope to give them back real soon. Yes. But improved, you know? We're going to engrave our logo into your lobe, like, but behind your ear, you know? But when you go to our convention, you know, everyone will flip it up, and that's how you get in. Yeah, out of the podcast Or at least get convention. a discount on our hot, hot dogs, yes. Yes. yes we, the, have, we have hot dogs in this scenario. Only hot dogs, unfortunately. Yes. We're, a, we're a small podcast, but yes, come for the hot dogs. Or tofu pups. That's what I'll be eating. And some cherry vanilla Coke. Ooh-wee! I'll be there. <laughs> sounds Will pretty you? good to me. Yeah. What should we do it, Dan? I don't know, man. Sometime in the, in the near future. We just do that. We'll yeah. name a park, and we'll, even if it's just you and me having a nice time. <laughs> well, I can't really cook, so it, it, it'll have to be you. I think I, I could. I could dispense sodas. That's that's something I can do. You, Dan's on the sodas. I'm on the grill, or you know, maybe I'll boil them in a pot. We'll see what it takes. Because you know, you got to be a cook to make hot dogs, Dan. That's true, and you got We have to get some uh, out of the podcast aprons uh, to wear, to wear. <laughs> oh yes, send in your ideas for what the aprons will say. We'll get them yes. screen printed, and, and maybe we'll give one away to the fans. Uh, the real out of the podcast at gmail Let us know. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. How's everything, Dan? Everything's going okay. It's pretty. It's been pretty rainy. I'm lately. gonna pretend like I, I didn't already just ask you this like ten minutes ago when we were chatting it up. I'm here to pretend. Um, you are. I like the answer you just gave me more than what you gave me in real life before. I was saving the good one for the podcast. <laughs> I guess that's just it. Our relationship should exist in public, so I'm always getting the happiest side of you. Yes, yes. Um, no, everything's good. I, I, I'm most likely, I'm more looking forward to your saga regarding the car situation. That That's yes. what I've been looking forward to. Will it end? It's like a cereal. It's like one of those like cereals from, from the 30s and 40s. Like I want it's like the ongoing saga. Yeah, come back each week, you know, and we'll have a different um, couple minutes for you. If yes. that, hopefully we can just breeze by. Had I got the rental last week? Is that news to you? That is news to me and our listeners, I believe. So I got to rent, a, a car rental was made available to me. Okay. 
from the great folks at Kia Cherry Hill. There you go. uh, But it wasn't a Kia. This was through Enterprise. And it was fun at, you know, one of the screens. I don't have one of those. Do you? One of those new fangled screens yeah, yeah you it's, like a, it's like it's like a kind of like a it's like a small one it's not like a huge it's like in the console itself it's like you yeah know, it's fine it's fine i was pretty I, I was loving this thing I, I was like in the apple car play oh it was a good time so maybe I'm, i looked into it i think i can get something like that put into my uh whip do it Jal- jalopy i forgot which podcast yeah, that was on yes yeah <laughs> you have so many that you're on so you have to you have to you know reel yourself back in and certainly because of the saga it is it wasn't jalopy status for sure so the car rental was great it was fun driving a car that wasn't mine you know you're hitting the potholes a little harder slamming on the brakes you know the mm. things that don't matter when it's not your car. cranking up the stereo Ooh, baby having a great time and i'm riding home today and I receive a phone call saying, my car, Babs, she's ready. Oh, Babs nice. is ready. So I, nice. I went and picked her up today. The saga is now a trilogy. We've completed it. Uh, it is good to be back. Got a whole new car engine for free. Got a little couple extra things done while we were there for real cheap. I, I came out of this thing real happy, which is a cool. first. Usually these things are a fucking headache. Yes. So all, all turned out well all turned out pretty well so i had a nice little saturday but it prevented me from taking a nap it was a nice rainy day it was meant for it but yes it was a a nice rainy night too which was wonderful for this movie uh, high and low which we're gonna get into yes our first foray into to foreign film noir across a couple ponds yes yes yeah what what a cool time but yeah that that was nice and trying to think if i've I watched Street Fighter movie. I got in the mood for that. The 1994 one? I believe. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess there's other like spinoffs or something. Yeah. But, but in our hearts, yes. The, the Raul Julia one. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. It's the first time I watched it with the lens of like, wow, he is clearly visibly about to die. Oh, yeah. He in was a couple in really bad scenes. shape. Oh, yeah. But, it's, it's hard to watch, I think, for that reason. But, uh, but he still brings it. it. It's just like, bravo, sir. Great, great stuff. Nah, he's a professional, you know. He is a professional. You ever see um, Kiss of the Spider Woman? I believe it was called. That name sounds familiar. I haven't seen that though. That sounds it's really familiar. Him and William Hurt. Mm-hmm. They're like in a prison cell together. Hmm. It sounds interesting. Good one. Great performance from both of them in that one. When I think of him, I think of there's a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode overdrawn at the Memory Bank, mm. where he stars, and it's like a it's like an 80s like super low budget where it was shot actually on video camera for like a like a public access not public oh, wow. access like a, like a public tv station in new york and it's like a, it's based on like a, a short story like a sci-fi short story like this dystopian futuristic society it's it's amazing but he's the star of that of that movie highly recommend is, is it. he is he good is he better than the movie in it yeah oh i mean he definitely like he brings yeah. his qualities that we've come to love him for yeah, but it doesn't really save the movie. I mean, the movie is pretty terrible. But. Whereas him dying playing M. Bison in a video game movie somehow yes. does save the movie. Yes. Other I mean, than a coked up fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I mean, Overdrawn the Merry Bank, it's like, it's a, it's a kind of a long convoluted plot, but it, it kind of mirrors Casablanca in a way. So it's like, oh boy. yeah, so it's, it's, it's something. Um, but Who is uh, the host of this um mystery science theater this was a later one this was this was a mike episode i like that all right yeah, yeah this was like uh, i think season eight or so i mean it's definitely later on very good very very great riffing movies actually a lot of fun it's a fun it's a fun one to watch i definitely recommend it that's good yeah good um, so when i think of raul julia that's what i think of and Adam, adam's family yeah 
I prefer not to, though. <laughs> He's all right in those movies. I, I grew up with those movies. I, I did. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, they were out while I, I was growing up. I don't know yes. if we, we continued our relationship much. They t- said they were on in the background a lot. Like, people yeah. seem to love those movies. They were fine. Yeah, they were fine. They're not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you said, I think they're just kind of like, they're just there. And, you know, it's entertainment. But it, it, it's just like interesting performances and like, oh, look who it is, is that, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know how much that still works for today's kids, I guess yeah. I should say, as an old man. Yes, kids these days. Yeah. Their, with their TikToks and their... Yeah, this is who I want to become. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's even that more popular than that at this point but more popular than tiktok i don't know this i'm is just saying first... i guess together with tiktok like, i don't even know what else like comparatively i allow tiktoks to come into my life but it's one of the first times i've just chosen not to pursue something that's that popular yeah i just don't see my place in it yeah neither do i i'm kind of just like eh, it's and it's just it's like anything that goes viral or it's like if it's meant to be it's, it'll come to me and yeah that's I a good approach thank you it's a good way to be Yes, thank you very much. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> That's all I got, I guess. Uh, yeah, nothing really exciting going on. Oh, boy, not really. Yeah, just dreary day. I got the first Black Sabbath album on tape this week. That was fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How'd that sound? Most excellent. Cool. That warmth and, and that and tone. I mean, and, of course, yeah, because it was a used copy, which was a risk. But that, that one in particular is starting to get pretty pricey. Yeah. And I, it just, I caught a good deal on it i had to jump got it you got to take that you know and, and it worked out so i really just need sabotage and i pretty much got all the ones i need cool i'll get the last two because there's some deep cuts on there but overall not essential yeah as far as the aussie years go which i i've, I've never listened beyond that i it's not something i look to go to yeah i don't i'm not i'm not familiar no with it yeah no beef with dio in fact you know i'm root i'm rooting for him you know especially when he left and was doing his own thing but mm-hmm it just doesn't connect with me emotionally. So you're not into Holy Diver is what you're saying. Holy Diver! <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like, yes. Yes, thank you. I thought I'd access the rainbow. Yes. Right? Wasn't that his thing? I think so. <laughs> Never thought we'd ever talk about Ronnie James Dio on, on the podcast, but here we are. On episode, made a, episode 25. I here. made a point to not make, uh, to gush over the Get Up Kids 4 Minute Mile album performance but I wanted to talk about Dio. I think that's fair. I think that's what I want to be more known for. Yes. I think I want to know you more for that. (laughs) Do you feel like you know me? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. We're almost at, we basically are about to end a half year of podcasts. Yeah. Basic almost. Yeah. I mean, I hope you know me in the, in the good ways. Yeah, no, I do. And then, and also the, and yeah, well, hopefully there's just no bad ways is what I'm trying to say. all, All good ways. All good ways we, here. We haven't devolved yet, although, you know, maybe you'll hear over the time of this podcast where you're just yeah. like, fuck you, Joey. <laughs> maybe once we start watching Super Mario Brothers, the movie, uh, we'll devolve like like they do in that movie. Yeah, or <laughs> uh, Altered States. That'll be the double feature. Yes, which I still need to see. I have it on my, uh, my list. Speaking of William see. Hurt. Yes, just another William Hurt shout out to him on podcast. I, I, I like William Hurt a lot. Yes. No, he's he's He's, he's a, cool. He's a cool actor. Yeah. I feel so bad that he, what happened to his uh, head of hair though. Mm, yeah. But it happens to the best of oh, us. Don't I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't I'm I just know. waiting for the day. I mean, I, you know, yeah. It's age, man. Wow. 
It's something. Yeah. On, that on, that, on that note. <laughs> that's the note. Yeah, I think that's the note. I think we're getting into some territory that's going to get real, real sad. Well, that's a good. T- is that the segue? Just sad territory. I'm, I'm okay with that. Otherwise, I would have liked to have done a little better. But I think I, we, we can elevate it as we go. Okay. Hopefully. I think Hopefully. the subject subject of the movie maybe not so much, but maybe fucking U two style. Bringing it up, right? Wasn't that their song? What? U two, elevation. Oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, what's I'm like, which I'm like racking my brain, I'm like, what U two song are you talking about? Yes, that's right. Hey, I'm moving forward with or without you. Hey, I'm gonna admit, I I do like I do like U two up to a, up to like a, a certain time to a point, yeah. Up up to like maybe like ninety eight or so. I I I like their stuff. With them, it's just like, I don't really seek it out. I, uh, you find a tape when you're at the thrift store, 25 cents. Why not? They were like a band that like, when I was very young, I like latched onto like when I first started getting into like just music in general. Like I think yeah, I Yeah, Bono had such an interesting voice. Yeah. And the songs were just everywhere. I mean, I, I watched a lot of VH1, a lot of just, I listened to a lot of 80s music in general. So like for Blown me- Blown Away, you remember that movie? I do remember that movie, yes. With the had Joshua Tree as the soundtrack, like Tommy Lee Jones just is like he gets a Joshua Tree tape and it becomes the soundtrack. Yeah. It's one of the, maybe the most and only interesting things about that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a good album. I just think that's such a great approach, and it's surprising no one else really picked that up. We're just like, hey, cool! Like this album is in my life, and I listen to it all the time, and it just happens to be my soundtrack while I'm making bombs and. <laughs> you know, getting on Jeff Bridges' nerves. Yeah, pretty much. Don't watch Blown Away, but you know, yeah. listen to Joshua Tree. I listen guess. to Joshua Tree. Yeah, I, I would. I would recommend it. I forgot. I think it was like the producer, or maybe even like the label owner's like wife sequenced that album. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. And it's just top heavy, and then just like totally it is a very drops top off. heavy. It's one of the most bizarre things. Like, why would that happen? There's a lot of weirdness in the 80s, like I found. Like, there's a lot of albums that were either top-heavy or back-heavy. Like, I, I think of, like, the, the self-titled Smiths album. Like, it, like all the, like, the really, like, known jams are on the B-side. And the same thing with, like, Synchronicity from The Police. Like, it's, like, yeah. all, like, like, all the, like, the, the jams are on side B. And I guess some of that is because cause I'm a mostly, of course, I did have, you know, cassettes in my day. But, mm-hmm. you know, mostly we're from the CD generation. Yeah where you're taking it all at once. But, you know, right. I'm sure a lot of that was just you're trying to evoke different, you know, feelings with each side of the album. Sure. So that's how it was more thought upon. Yeah. But in retrospect, but, so sometimes when you listen, you feel like, oh, this is weird. Like they could have mixed it up a little bit differently where I feel like it probably would have been a nice, more like even vibe throughout versus just kind of being one side or the other. Even vibe. <laughs> that was the original lyric to that song, by the way. I would love to sequence albums for people. I'm available for that. I know that you were a fan of that. Someone should ask me. I feel I always offended that that's never happened. But for the most part, especially doing the record label, no one's giving me anything. And I'm like, hey, change that. Yeah, which is good. Even you, I, mean, I, don't, want, I don't even know if I have that power, but still, it just hasn't come up. <laughs> I think you want to trust the artist, too, that they have their artistic vision, that they have it set up a certain way for a certain reason you know i think that's the way i look at it and most of the time that's great but sometimes that vision is clouded and they're wrong (laughs) i don't think i've been wrong uh yeah i think my sequences are usually pretty good i'm usually i'm good yeah yeah yeah. i'm usually pretty like meticulous about that i think more so than some of the recording which is which is weird i think i'm more like about i trust you because you're also a music fan 
yeah. on top of a musician. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's fine. Yeah, it's something that I'm conscious of for sure. Like I'm, I'm definitely like, and that I think that's just it. Yeah, like it's definitely like an awareness of of how things sit and w- how they transition and and so forth. So gotta have a vibe, man. Whatever hey, man. Vibe. Sometimes you're keeping it high and sometimes you're keeping it low. Sometimes that's you your are. transition. That's sir. the transition. That's what we've been waiting on. You like high and low, Dan? I do. This is the first time I've watched it in a really, really long time. Um, I am also guilty of that. Yes. And I I have to admit, I was a kind of like a little Here bit worried because it's so Here long. Like to, like this, like it, like Friday nights, usually I'm just like, by the end of the week, I'm just so like, I'm just so tired. I'm like, okay, I can make it to like an hour and a half movie. But, but when you're saying it's You like, told me, you confided in me that you took the night off, sir, the day. So I did, but you're but ready week, for this. I don't want to hear your excuses. But I still work the rest of the week. It doesn't matter. You were able to nap off the weight of the world of the week. The brain was there for you. I'm sorry, but I, ref- I refute this. Okay. Well, I still think it was a very long movie. Uh, I think regardless it's of- It's Akira yeah. Kurosawa. Of course it is. I yeah. always just look at it in the lens of, is it longer than Seven Samurai? No, then no, we're going to zoom right back. through this thing. Yeah. Is there an intermission? Nope. We're nope. good. I, it's, I, I am not an expert, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the shorter ones of his. It is, it's, it's, I'd say it's closer to the shorter ones. It's probably somewhere in the middle. I, I, now, say, uh, you're saying that it, it's a bit long. Is, are you saying that there's anything you would take out? Because I, I think everything is, should be here. Maybe no, there's a little bit um, less melodrama in the beginning you could take out, but then you lose a lot of Mifune, and that's no good. No, I, I think you're right. And, and I, I preface that, you know, I started that way, but maybe more so on a, on a negative, but I think ultimately I don't, I don't want to sound like I don't like the movie. I do like this movie a lot. I do okay. Like Cause it. you did sound a little bit like that to me on first, uh, first impression. And I want to win you over because I, I, this movie, it, it's a, holds a place for me. I like it a lot. Well, I wanted to create a little bit of tension. I mean, this, okay. is, all, this is all for the, the dramatic. That's um, true. We did write the script for this earlier. Yes, I yes. forgot. If you check on your notes, the, I got page, lost in the part, Dan. You gotta four, pull me out. Page four, fifth stanza. Um, <laughs> so I do like this movie. I, it's fifth not Costanza. Costanza can't stand you. Um, <laughs> I moving on, jerk store. It's one of my least favorite Kurosawa movies. I, I like. Wow. It, okay. But you know, I think I like. It, it might be weird to say, but I just like more of his period stuff. Like I, I like, I like the Rashomon's. I like the you know, Jimbo. I like those type of movies, the Sam, Seven Samurai. Like I, I like those movies. I think a little bit more. I think this one, I like it a lot. It is a great movie, but I don't know. I, I just think when I think of Kurosawa, that's what I think of. I think it, I think he does this well, but just not what he's known for. It's not what I think of when I think of Kurosawa. So you were, I feel like you should have just taken it in more of a movie than a Kurosawa movie. Right. I think I, it's a tough time to uncontextualize it for me. You know what I mean? I, I think, you know, it, I, I think I, I think of it as Kurosawa. And, and if anything, because of the quality of those period pieces, you want to see old boy tackle something like this. Right. So yeah, I I think he does it really well. Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't do a good job with it. I just think that I don't know. It, it everything was needed, but it does feel long. It feels like it's very drawn out to me. But I I, I get it. Like I, right, I just, I'm I'm willing to blame your week again all of a sudden. Okay. Because I I don't like this, and I, you know what, folks, let's let's win them back. We're, we're, Everything's been exhausting, Joey. It's everything has been. I understand exhausting. And you know what, this this was a, a little secret gem that you know it's a grenade. It didn't go off for you yet. The 
battle of conversation will bring us there. And I mm-hmm. think you'll have a little uh, emotional shrapnel afterwards. A little vocal shrapnel? Yeah. So high and low, or, and forgive me, I know I'm probably going to butcher this, Tengoku to Jigoku, which translates to Heaven and Hell, mm-hmm. directed by Akira Kurosawa. And it's based on the novel King's Ransom by Ed McBain, which is actually the pen name of Evan Hunter, which is kind of a cooler name, but yeah, I guess also Mc- Ed McBain, you know, sounds like a good kind of detective novelist. Yes, yeah, it does. It's all right. And actually in 1962, the year before this film, Ed McBain adapted his novel as an episode of the TV series 87 Precinct, hmm. which had film noir veteran Charles McGraw in the Mafune role. And his wife was played by Nancy Reagan. Ooh. ooh. Well. well. <laughs> <laughs> and this was released in Japan March 1st, 1963 from Kurosawa Films and Toho. And it also came out in the States of November of that year, which was the week that President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's emotionally a good film for that week, probably. Mm. So we start, we see an executive who's named Kingo Gondo, who's played Amazing by- name. Yeah. <laughs> Love and that name. Played by Toshiro Mafune. Who I love. I love. One of the greatest all, actors of all time. Yes, absolutely. He's in a lot of these Kurosawa's until all of a sudden he's not for pretty much unknown reasons. They had a falling out. Yeah. But we got a lot of good ones and he did some amazing stuff. I mean, he's the kind of actor who would get arrows shot at him for these movies. So he, he just is awesome. And, and this is a different kind of role for him, but yes. he, he still he, brings it emotionally with his performance. He crushes it. I mean, just he the re- way he can go from one type of emotion to the complete opposite or like show this anger, show this vulnerability. Like he's just such a dynamic actor and you see that in every film he's in. Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of movies he's been in, and, I mean, especially a lot of Kurosawa, but he's just a fantastic actor. Yeah, he's like, one I of guess. my most viewed yes. actors, honestly. And I would put him in the top 10, if not five of all time. Oh yeah, for he's sure. Just, He's so good. Yes. He makes the movie. I mean, he makes yes. the movie for me. He does. And then there's some, a lot of cool shots and moments that come up as well. But, and mm-hmm. just conceptually too. I mean, this is such just a clever, it, it draws you in immediately with what happens. I will say, I felt, I like my friend Dan watching this one because it was all subtitles. Yes. So I know it was no change for you, but nope, for me, no change. I was in the zone. So You're in I, the zone, yeah. it, it felt great. So he, he makes shoes and he works for a company called National Shoes. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to gain control. He's playing a lot of people against each other. There's the old man and mm-hmm. then these executives that he's meeting with and he throws them out. He's got a plan to go behind their back. He's going to take over National Shoes. Well, I guess, you know, we want to maybe contextualize it a little bit that I don't think it's necessarily like from maybe from their perspective, like from the others, like in, in his executives that were discussing it, but like, it seems like he wants to gain his control because he wants to do it his way, but he wants to uphold the quality that they've yes, always it's had not, throughout it's the It's not years. nefarious. I mean, yes, he's a, he's a, you know, a hard guy, but he's a guy who's just working to get what he wants and he does right. believe in quality. I can relate to that. Uh, yeah. I, I appreciate that characteristic. Yeah. They were um, trying right. to pay, basically peddle new, like new shoes for the new lines and like the quality and he, was just And he's awful, tearing yeah. it apart, you know, and he used yeah. to make these things when he was coming up. Like he's been every part of the line worked his way up. Right. And later on in the movie, even like when the detectives are interviewing the workers, they're saying, you know, Hey, we all love, we respect this guy. We yeah. get it. It's the executives that don't like him. Right. So yeah, he's going to do it. He's putting everything on the line in his home, everything. Yeah. I mean, he's got some creditors that he's out, you know, on a huge limb. 
to to make up this money to get the uh, majority stock majority. Uh, yeah, so he's got to send over a check by the next day, mm-hmm. and he has his his right hand man. Do you remember that guy's name? That guy's name was good question. It it was uh, Kawanishi. Is that that was that was that was his name? Okay, who did a, a great job and and yes, he's you know just kind of also looking out for himself. Maybe a little more nefarious as time goes on. Mm-hmm. As all this is going on, he has a child and John and yeah. his playmate is Shinchi, who is the child of Gondo's chauffeur. Mm-hmm. And they're playing, uh, you know, like cops and robbers or uh, cowboys and Indians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they got the outfits and stuff and they do a little switch over. Then we also see Gondo's wife. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden a phone call comes in and uh oh. We got a kidnapping. He's kidnapped his son, John. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not good. And uh, he's asking for a huge ransom. And Gondo immediately is like, yeah, I'm going to pay for this. Of course, I want my son back. Yeah. Let's do this. But then John runs in and he's like, hey, wait a second. What the hell's going on? Yeah. He thinks it's a prank. He hangs up. But then we can't find Sinchi at all. Mm. And they it turns the out <laughs> they got the wrong kid because they had switched outfits at one point. Yes. So the kidnapper calls back and he says, yeah, I know I made a mistake, but we're still, you're still going to pay me for it. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden the decision is on the line. Is he going to pay for his chauffeur's kid with his entire life on the line? Or is he going to go through and complete this business deal? What would you do in this situation, Dan? It's a tough choice. I, I think, you know, you, you, you're, you try to put yourself in, in his shoes and you try to, to think about it, but it's I, impossible I think- not to. Yeah, but it, I, I feel like you have to save a life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, I know, it, it, you know, I mean, the whole movie itself is, is very much, you know, the whole, you know, the whole concept of we'll get into high and low, meaning like in class and status within heaven Japan and hell time. as well. Yes, that too. So like, there's that, there's that duality there, but it, it's, he's this guy that's like, you know, they live on this, like in this super really nice house up on the hill, like looking down. At, at the rest of the of that section of, of we've got the city air conditioning right. as we're gonna see it is fucking hot in yes. this city very i'm hot. sweating watching it my air conditioning could not go cool enough during this year yes very um, effective yeah but i i think ultimately i mean it's like yeah it's like it's his you know, you're gonna it's save the son yeah i mean like you can get money back i mean you can figure that out later like I you feel hope like you, so yeah like yeah as he says you know to his wife who is well off and he yes. said, you never had to struggle. I had to work my way up. I don't know if I can go back to that. Yeah. Especially now he has a family and he was really making a tough call. I, I don't know, Dan. I, I'm not sure. It's a tough call. I, it's a know, tough call. Yeah. I think you try, you know, you do what he does. You bring in the cops. Right. I, I mean, you try to figure a way to. You save the kid. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you have time to think about it, you're not actually in this situation. Like, yeah, I don't know. And they, they played as well as they can. I mean, I think he plays it as well as he can. Exactly. You get – and they really make you wonder how it's going to go because it, it, it goes back and forth. He's sending his right-hand man off to the – with the check. He says, go fly tonight. We got to yeah. get this done. And he's also saying, like, you know what? We got to get this thing done. It benefits me too. We can't do it. But then Gondo, you, you see him break down throughout. I mean, his, his chauffeur uh, – what was his chauffeur's name, Dan? Tasking me with all the, the names. I uh, wasn't ready enough. I'm sorry. I thought Wikipedia would save me. Uh, Aoki. Aoki. Yeah. He, uh, talking about another great performance, man. He yes. Is, 
just so broken and he knows too like hey i work for this guy like i'm he also wants his son to be okay he has to beg him at one point and it's just it it is devastating yes so so gondo definitely breaks and he says you know what i'm gonna sleep on it we're gonna figure this thing out don't go fly with the check we're gonna Mm -hmm. see what happens but the next morning doesn't it looks like all of a sudden he's not gonna do it again but he says, you know what, let's let's pay for this kid and let's save him. Yep. And he's a hero. And the cops sympathize for him. And everyone's like, you know what? We got to make sure we get this thing because this guy's putting it all on the line. He's about to be fucked. Like, everyone respects him. Yes. Including Dan. Dan respected him. I do. Yeah. I mean, that's, and and my this is, brings us to my favorite scene in the film is the, the train sequence. I mean, this is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, so... Sure, the movie's a little long, but I would say almost if you need to take a breather, the movie isn't kind of like chunk. So yeah. we start off in the house and we're there for a long time. And then we get to the train, which is super great. And most mm. of this train sequence is actually shot live mm. on the Kodama Super Express. And most of the extras were actual passengers. Great, exhilarating scene. One thing I like about the movie is the proceduralness of it. Yeah, uh, You really get the steps, especially we'll, we'll get more to it, but the amount um, of police officers they had working on it is just so amazing. many, <laughs> yeah, so, so many, many. And, and you get to stick with all of them. Like everybody's yes. got a part to play. Nobody's not there for a reason. Everybody really has cool. one one thing they're they're following up on. So the kidnapper, he's demanding a very specific size and type looking bag. It's got to stand out. Yes. And nobody really knows why, but they put the money in there. But they also put in like a smoke bomb of some sort. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a type of like sensor type of thing that like if it's if it was in water or if it was left burned. a certain way, it would have some type of like way well, that it, they could. The smoke bomb was burned, and I believe the water one made it like stink or like a stink bomb or something like that. Yeah, one of one of the two. But yeah, they had like little like. Well, one I can guarantee it. because it will come up later. Yes. Which one we will find out. So yeah, they're they're getting in there, and you get a nice scene where Gondo is he sews it into the into the briefcase and it shows his craftsmanship and yes just how fucking awesome he is yeah so they're on the train and they're just trying to figure out what's going on how we're gonna try to bust them then they call uh you know there's like a payphone in the in the train Mm -hmm. they make a call and they're saying you're gonna throw this money out a window Mm -hmm. they're wait. they got two people waiting one with shinchi yep one with the kid and then one and then one to collect the money So what? So once they have confirmation of the kid, he's gonna then throw the money once he sees the other person slip it through this like window in the bathroom, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't. It's just enough clearance. It's just enough clearance to 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 throw it out. And so the police they set up people to take pictures, and then they also have someone to actually film it as well, which was cool. That, I love that. Yeah. And then so they cool. a- analyze the sequences. Yeah. That that was the uh, the one dude that I do like the um, the chief detective Boston. Oh, Boston was so great. And I loved yeah. how they're all just giving him shit. And he's just like, oh, you guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. he was the guy that was taking, that was filming it. So that was, that was pretty cool. He had the best film eye for sure. Yeah. He's an eye for talent. He was great. And then also the chief detective, I believe. No, not that was inspector. the inspector. Yeah, the inspector. inspector. Yeah. He was a good time too. Takura, yeah. Very charming. So the money gets thrown out. They, they collect duties. <laughs> We're off to figure out, hey, what the hell can we do? This ain't work like bloodhounds because this man is ruined. A national shoe company, they got no sympathy for him. They vote him out. They fire him. But the public, they love this guy. They're saying, yes. what are you doing? 
he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> he, and the, he did and the exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Absolutely, as they should. Yeah. So yeah, he's forced out, and the creditors, they're taking the house. But yeah, everyone loves him. And the police and uh, Shinchi's dad, who's like really be like, we got to make it up to Gondo. Mm-hmm. So we better find this place. So they're all running around. Shinji drew, he drew a picture. Yeah. Of like Mount Fuji. Mount, Mount Fuji, yeah, where he was. And when the sun was view. coming up yeah. and they were able to piece that together. Yeah, they definitely work very hard. Amateur sleuthing. And they also show the, the cops and like every single one of them. You could argue, I think, maybe here, especially it's a bit long. But at the same time, I had a, such a blast just watching like how they were working this case. Sure. Each yeah, individual yeah. detective, everybody stepping up. Again, they're all fanning themselves because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. I really like that a lot. My favorite part of it is is when they 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 finally narrow it down to like as they're just narrowing in on the location through, through different clues and different different ways. Yep. When they when they're like, oh, we have to find it because they hear like they're listening back to the phone calls and they hear like a trolley in the background. Yeah. And they and they go to that trolley expert. Who works on the rail line? That guy was a character. I really, I, I that guy cracked me up. He was a who. Him and the the guy who burns trash later on that we meet. Mm-hmm. Those were those were some fun guys. Yeah, it's nice that they had get these little extra, yeah, it's just, comic relief. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely are are able to relieve yourself from the tension, but the stakes are there the entire time. Mm-hmm. They find where Shinchi was kept prisoner. And they find the bodies of the two people who had helped with the um, money collection. Yes. They're dead and they overdosed on heroin. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, things get a little real. This is our movie with the first amount of cussing. We had a lot of cussing in this movie. Yes, yes, there is. I, I did yeah. think about that, yeah. That was fun. And I mean, this is another one of the later ones, even though it doesn't really feel like yeah. 19, what was it, 63? Yeah. yeah. A lot of the Japanese movies always felt a little earlier than they actually were. Mm-hmm. But... That's all right. We're still having a good time with modern values and yeah. techniques. So yeah, they had overdosed by heroin. They take a piece of note paper that had like the they could see what was written under it. Yeah. And uh, they were able to you know do the old pencil shade over on top of it, the perforated writing. Just and like a able- Big Lebowski. I was about to say <laughs> it's impossible not to think of that. Yeah. I mean that reveal is still the best one, but this this had some valuable information as well. Now that's a now that's a film noir we need to cover. I was I almost thought about adding that to our uh, our big month coming up, but Yeah. We'll see. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the world needs another take on the Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's tough. As much as I do love that movie, yeah. I, you know, I would almost suggest us do a deeper Cohen cut you know a little blood simple might be more apropos see that i was going to do for neo noir november i was going to suggest because i do love that one there you go that may happen it may not i feel like that's a tough one find out we got to squeeze in a lot in a little bit of time yeah but it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough narrowing that down it's thankfully we're not even close to that yet yes we got we have time we do have time we have more time than these guys have trying to find this kidnapper yes so yeah, they find through that note that they were trying to blackmail the guy who had kidnapped them, mm-hmm. or who had done the kidnapping, rather. Yeah. And that led to him taking them down. Mm-hmm. So that, through that evidence, they're able to determine that it must have been someone working at a hospital, but because they seemed a little crass, they must have been someone working at a low, lower level, which turned out to be an intern. Mm-hmm. 
Because uh, they were saying that was due to the access to ether because they, because they, Oh had, yes, they exactly. Cause he, yeah. they use the ether to take down uh, Shinji mm. and stick him in a trunk, I believe. Mm. If that sounds right. I yeah. believe so. Yeah. So they find him, they, they find the, this kidnapper, but they're trying to find evidence against him. Nothing yet. So they plant a story in the paper saying that someone spent one of the currency. Yeah. Yeah. Yen? Was that what this was? Yes, I believe so, yeah. There you go. Which, the amount of the ransom adjusted for inflation in 2018 dollars is approximately $2.8 million. Wow. A That's money. a spicy meatball, sir. Because mm-hmm. the money, they said, non-sequential bills, but of course they, they had the numbers down. They plant the false story saying they found someone who spent it and the accomplices are also still alive. So they then follow the kidnapper to see what he's going to do to handle the situation. Hmm. They follow him for a long time. He picks up a carnation hmm. and, and puts it on and then heads to a music club, a little jazzy, I suppose. That was a great scene. Loved all hmm. that. Pretty much this whole string, this whole sequence, I love a lot. Hmm. They follow him in there and then he gets some heroin, but they're not sure if they saw him get it. So they have to like follow him some more and he just goes down this like drug alley it's just like so spooky and amazing all these heroin addicts it's like a zombie field it's really good it's really effective very moody this is a all this stuff is like where the noir stuff is is at hand and i say why it's mostly included other than crime and yeah, I mean, the general plot with the, the whole kidnapping and then the whole sequence where with the drop-off and so forth like that, I mean, you could argue like yeah. all that. I mean, there's a train. Time. That's a trope. Yeah. Train is a trope. Yeah, train is a trope, <laughs> if there's a shirt. But, you know, but also this this is where you get more like the, the shadows and the cinematography. Sure. Yes. So it's all here. But, yeah, all this stuff is great. They apprehend him at this point, and they get most of uh, the – oh, I, we should also mention that when he gets that, when he sees the false story planted, he goes and burns the bag. And then that's when they are able to kind of determine his location because yes. as he's burning it, there's pink smoke and a little bit of color actually thrown into the movie, which is throws you like, whoa, whoa, whoa that's interesting. <laughs> and some actual television prints, they would show it in black and white, which didn't really work. On same effect, yeah. Probably have to put up a subtitle that just said pink smoke or something. <laughs> in brackets. What was the kidnapper's name? Uh, what's his name? It's a good question. Right? Like, he should be higher up on this list. This, this is a bad list of <laughs> of cast. This cast list on Wikipedia sucks. Yeah, it's definitely in a weird order, some of it. It doesn't say his name. I'm just, like, not seeing it. Do they mention it? I don't even remember now. Maybe they don't mention it. Takuchi. Is that who it is? Yeah. Okay. The mastermind and chief in- instigator of the kidnapping plot. Okay. <laughs> Takuchi, the kidnapper. <laughs> yes. He's great. Um, they, there's a scene too where like he's in the shadows with his sunglasses, like in the in the mm-hmm. you know the bushes or plants or something. That was really cool. Love that. And and he has a great performance. And then at the end, so he's in prison. They're able to recover most of the money, but of course they can't save Gondo's house. They're auctioning off everything. And the kidnapper, he requests to see Gondo, and they have a nice little chat with each other. And mm. yeah, Takushi is just vicious. Yeah, he and just, and you you find out the fate of you know he, you know he left he, since he's left National Shoe Company, but he, he's working for the competitor. But yeah, it's a lower position, but he's happy because he gets more free reign to do what he he's wants. He's more hands on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
That's good. So it, in that sense, it's a happy ending. You feel a little bad for the kidnapper. You know, he just, he was saying, you know, we see your house on the hill every day. My apartment, it, it's hot in the summer and cold in the winter. Yeah. And it just was too much for him. And he, he decided to try to change his circumstance in life. But that change led him to death row. Yeah, he didn't take the, the route of, of Mifune of, of working hard and to to improve his life. Exactly. Like the irony is yeah. the person that he's rallying against is actually someone who worked hard and deserved to be there. Mm-hmm. Wasn't just like if he went to anyone else at National Shoe Company, <laughs> he would have yeah. been fine. That's who you want to get. But Those the guys lesson are pretty here, awful. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. So the lesson here is just get a subtle house. Don't live up on the top of the hill. I mean, yeah. that should be a red flag immediately. If you see that, you'd be like, I don't want that house. That's going to yes. cause trouble. I mean, I'm afraid of heights, so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want that for logistical reasons too. There you go. And when they went to the, like the kidnapping house, which I believe it was like the kidnapper was like house sitting for or something like that. Mm -hmm. Something like that. That place was gorgeous. Yeah. That house was cool. You're fine there. (laughs) Yeah. If you could get that, what's the problem? Yeah. You're getting a nice river view or water view, you know. you Mount Fuji, you got sunsets. Don't go kidnapping over that. It'll get better. (laughs) <laughs> if only you could have been there to 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 tell him that so maybe he yeah like eventually you'll, you can go to home depot and like spend a hundo bucks on an air conditioner you'll be fine man yeah. Yeah. don't worry about it hey hey come on and uh stay away from heroin huh that's yes bad. yes that that's that's another takeaway that, that lesson we should, yeah. we should have learned in 1963 but yet here we are yeah it's definitely interesting that they yeah that that is a major part of the plot you know, it seems like it's a pretty, like... Yeah. I love when it gets dirty, you know, it goes yeah. real evil. Yeah. It's just great. And I, I just, everything it tackles, it does so well and wouldn't change a thing. Mm-hmm. After the film was released, kidnappings were actually on the rise in Japan. And Kurosawa himself had received threats for the kidnapping of his own daughter. Oh, wow. He was once quoted from his daughter as saying, uh, with high and low, I wanted to inspire tougher sentences on kidnappers. Instead, I was criticized for their increase. End quote. Man. And that end sequence actually in the prison had a lot more dialogue, but Kurosawa decided to just get rid of it and mm. let it speak for itself as it should. Yeah. Fun fact, Yutaka Sada, who played Aoki the chauffeur, he didn't even have a driver's license when he was cast for the role. <laughs> and then he got one when shooting began, but he actually still had difficulty while they were shooting. That's interesting. Um, there's driver, a different driver that doesn't drive. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what? He still got the goods. He you needed him for the emotion, not for the driving. So you could see why you just said. That's say, true. Yeah. You know what, sir? You're just going to be the chauffeur of our emotions. I like that. The original ending of Evan Hunter's novel, or Ed McBain. Ed McBain, thank you. I should have thought of uh, <laughs> McBain from The Simpsons. It, sh- it would show Gondo. He recovered his money after buying out his stock deal, and he takes over National Shoes, which is. Not what happened in the movie. Yeah, but I think uh, I like this ending much better than that. I think this very much so. Better, I yeah. think it's it's way more realistic and and it, it is a happier ending. I think he finds more yeah. fulfillment. You see that in a lot of more of Akira Kurosawa's films. Um, I mean, a lot, there's a lot of common themes of his works in this one. You know, working class people, mm, morality, and yeah. But honor. even like, what was it? Akiru? Is that what that one is? Yes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that is just kind of shows about you want to be doing meaningful work and, and mm-hmm. that's very important to him. And this should be important to all of us. You and I who, who do meaningful work uh, every, every day of the week, right? Yes, exactly. Where and we make- work on this podcast. 
Uh, well, at least there's that. Uh, you know, yes, that's there, no, sarcasm, no sarcasm there. I, we work hard. We watch these things, don't we? Yeah, we watch these week in and week out. Put it together. Oh, it's so hard watching movies and talking about. I know, yeah, oh boy, it's tough. Wire at the end that uh, Takuchi, the kidnapper that he grabs at the last scene, was actually electrified, which he didn't know at the time. Oops! Talk about a blooper, huh? Whoopsie! Yeah. And finally, my last fun fact was that in 1999, Martin Scorsese announced that he would direct a remake of this movie with David Mamet writing. Hmm. And then in 2008 he decided he was just going to produce it and mike nichols would direct it but nothing yet i thought you were gonna say it like turned into some weird like comedy buddy cop movie or something probably you know like how beverly hills cop turned into cobra (laughs) i mean i'd say that's not that bad it could have been i guess it could have been worse i I don't know going from curacao to something like that would probably be a, a bigger jump have have I have I mentioned to go to YouTube and look up Sylvester Stallone's pen, everybody? Because you, you showed me, and it changed my life. So exactly, we're all new people after that. Yes. So please join I, I, us. I was on not the, the same. Side. I was not the same. I hope one day to get you that pen, Dan. Thank you. That With would be quite the gift. Advertising money, perhaps. Yes. Maybe they would want to advertise the pen <laughs> on here. Of all of all things. And it would be great to get Stallone on to talk about Cobra. Or maybe he likes film noir. You know, maybe he wants to talk about his favorite film noir. I see that. But I mostly just want to talk about the scene where he cuts a pizza with scissors. I think I'd want to, I want to hear more backstory about Rhinestone more than that, though. I think I want to hear some Rhinestone stories or maybe even some, some Staying Alive stories. I was, I was about to say, I was expecting Staying Alive to come. Oh, I was getting there. I was getting there. Okay, I'm glad. I, I am maybe the, the world's... You're the expert. I, I love that movie. I love that movie so much. You should much. subscribe to Dan's other podcast. Um, still <laughs> still staying alive. Still alive. Still, still alive. staying. I should start a podcast about that. If, of all the things that I could start a podcast about, that should be one of them. I mean, at least as a mini series, you know. I feel like I'd have more to say than you think I, I'd have to say about Stay that. Stay tuned though. after this episode, folks, for the debut episode of Dan's podcast on staying alive. Yes very very niche audience but i'm hoping it's there we'll see <laughs> i hope i'm sure there's a few of you well it's here this, we'll take a poll maybe we'll take it's a the poll. same numbers we already get i'm just not sure if it's those same people so you're saying there's not a crossover between film noir and staying alive is that what you're saying i mean i think i'm looking at them right now aren't, aren't i mean <laughs> i am i am the cross section there you go well that'll do it unless you have any other thoughts nope. what's your favorite kurosawa Oh, I should have known. I should have known you're gonna you're gonna ask me this question. You, so we almost prepare. got away free, but nope. That's so tough. That's so tough. I I don't I don't want to take like an easy road and say like Seven Samurai, but like that was the first one I'd ever seen. I think, and it, I just it's so good. Like it's it's, it's incredible. It's, it's hard to match that. I, I think it's tough for me. So since it's two movies, I w- I would say. Uh, what is it? Uh, Yojimbo and uh, what's it called? Like my brain is just like not. What's the other one? Oh, San Sanjuro or Sanjuro. Like that double. It's a double box set in Criterion. But uh, like those two movies are great. That's like those are the movies that uh, they base the you know the good, bad, and the ugly, and and like all the you know, Sergio Leone's are like based off of that plot. Like from those movies of like playing the two the two sides against each other. That whole 
that whole plot. I, oft, I do like those. Oft movies. imitated Kurosawa. Yes, that's like that that whole trope. Yeah, I think because that's kind of where it, it really, in, in many ways, kind of starts into the film. Uh, well, he'll be back, I think. When did Stray Dog come out? Is that within our range? I think so. I think that's 1949. I think that's pretty early on. Oh, okay. So maybe we even almost should have went with that first, but. I was kind of surprised we didn't, to be honest. I thought I, that. A lot of it was just, you know what? I haven't seen High and Low in a while, and it's also a good wild card. I, I think I honestly, I think that's why. I think I prefer this one. I, like, again, I like this movie. Don't get me wrong. I like High and Low. It's not that I don't like it. I think I like Stray Dog more. I think that one initially, too, like watching that film, I, I just enjoyed that. It's a much, I think it's a more enjoyable film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, it's preference, it's, it's personal taste, but nothing taking away from your character out. I mean, he's like one of the best directors of all time. And I think all, like every movie I've seen of him, I've, I've, I've liked in some capacity. It's just like, it's like with anything else, it's varying degrees of, of how much you like something. You know, you still like it. It's just as far as in the order of which you like it. At only ghost in town on social media, if you need to- Don't message me. <laughs> Tell him your 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 order of uh, Kurosawa and how wrong he is. And um, how how's that wrong? Well, how about you? What would you say is your favorite? Uh, I like a Throne of Blood. That yeah, I, I was gonna say that earlier. I do like that one a lot. That one and I Rashomon like, are both very good. Rashomon's very good. I like a Hidden Fortress. That one I haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah, it's a good time. I mean, they're all great. Yeah, that's where George Lucas got a lot of Star Wars stuff from. Hidden Fortress. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's great. I mean, you know, Kurosawa what was, was, awesome. what was like a, an original idea in Star Wars? Like, they didn't grift from somebody else. Yeah, uh, like, I'd be so curious. I don't know. I mean, I loved Star Wars when I was a kid. Like, I was like obsessed with it. And I was like, I was into all like the fringe characters and like the, the spin off stories. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I've definitely like stepped up really far back from it. I still will watch all the new movies that come out, but like, I'm not n- nearly as attached to it as I was, but yeah, I mean, you start to see a little bit of like the, okay, like, yeah, he got this from this. He got that from that. I mean, it's not wholly original, but it's still enjoyable. I think at least the first three movies, the original trilogy, I think at least is. Check is out insane. Jack Kirby's fourth world saga. It's a lot of great stuff. You get to hear about the source mm-hmm. instead of the force. Ooh. So you get to see Dark Side instead of Darth Vader, and mm-hmm. you get to see the original I'm Your Father that comes from that. Spoilers. And mm-hmm. I'd say between that and Hidden Fortress, you got a lot of got a lot of the meat got, right there. You got a lot there, yeah. I get it. I like it. I wish it was just a little more owned up, you know? Yeah. I think he's not necessarily that. I don't think he necessarily like tried to hide it that much. You I know, guess he, I don't mean hide it, but it just seems like there's like a bit of like – I really pulled this off and it's just like, that was a great curation, but you know, yeah. let's be honest. It was like a lightning in the bottle thing, kind of thing. You know what I mean? I, I totally. think it just like, it hit a certain time and, and the creativity And I think there at and... that time he was a little more honest about it too. I just yeah. think at, as everything's progressed, I think it's a little less so of that. Yeah. I mean, it snowballed into what it He's is. He's kind today. of a bit of a Bogdanovich himself, you know, his wife really mm-hmm. saved the, the original Star Wars and a lot of the other two too, with the editing famously. Mm-hmm. It was unwatchable until she came in. I will say this, that I, I what I appreciate most about those films now looking back in retrospective, at least the original trilogy, is is just the effects. Like, just, like, the all the practical effects they use that make it look so realistic. And that they shit all over those that great work with what they've done with these oh, movies. Oh, yeah. 
is just all and, the, and, special and the editions, that, yeah. And, which would be one thing if they just didn't make the original stuff Im- impossible to to find and, and be released. Man, that that I mean, that still annoys you to this day. You can go, you know, in the the dark web and find these things. Uh, <laughs> people have made Blu-ray quality of of the original cuts. That's definitely worth seeking out. It it, it boggles my mind that that still hasn't happen especially now that disney owns it because it's like i you know, feel like i read and you know this may not be true and just been on any old rumor site but that uh, that or was you wrote part it yourself <laughs> yeah i think i came up with this great idea that um i think i saw that it was part of the deal with with uh disney from george lucas was that they don't do that at least for like a certain amount of time why that makes no sense to me I don't know. But there was another thing I saw. Uh, this was making the rounds. I, I guess it's in Seth Rogen's book of all things. Mm. But he found out that like George Lucas was a huge believer that the world was going to end in 2012. You know, like one of those people. Okay. And that's when he sold Star Wars to Disney. Hmm. Seems like that might be related, huh? It's interesting. Is that the note we want to go out on? And it does lead to a good segue for our next movie, Dan. Okay, uh, I'm waiting the, for it. I'm ready for it. George Lucas Disney crisscross. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. We're watching 1949's Crisscross. They kill us, kill us. I can't even sleep. Look the way he treats me. He saw the danger signs, but he wouldn't heed them. For him, there was no way out. He couldn't drop her. She was in his mind, in his blood. And if loving her meant tangling with a killer, he was ready for that, too. I wanted to reach you. I wanted to talk to you. Oh, so it was me all the time. Between you and I, I had it all wrong. So it's not the way it looks, is it, baby? No, it's not the way it looks. Tramp. Tell me all about it. Tramp. Cheap little no-good tramp. If you don't like the whole thing, say so. Call it off. I'm not taking any shortcuts. It's a two-way split. I figured it all out. One for you, one for me. Cut your half any way you like. In that pig's eye. And you're working without me? A holdup on an armored car. It hadn't worked in 28 years. Everything laid out. Everything ready. The oil truck. The ice cream wagon. The men planted inside the ground. Every move planned and timed to the split second. Would it succeed? Could it succeed? A great one. A great one. I, I do uh, like this one. A classic in the noir uh, fields. Yes. In the lexicon. Uh, I'm going to save my feelings for next week. Okay. Maybe you'll be surprised, or maybe I'm just like everybody else and think it's a classic. Join us then, huh? And while you're waiting to join us, you can... Check us out on social media, Out of the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, the real out of the podcast at gmail.com. Give us a rating, a subscribe to us on iTunes. Feedback, stories. Feedback, stories, uh, questions, riddles. You like riddles, Dan? Riddle me this. We're going to watch Batman 66 if we get enough feedback for it. I think I see Batman Forever, and I was like, yes, I'm on board. I mean, we could, that would be a podcast in itself, but <laughs> at the same time, does the world need more Batman podcasts? Fuck no. Probably not, yeah. But at the same time, again, Dan said, does the world need my perspective on Batman? Probably. Yeah. At least Batman 66. All, the whole thing. I, I get it. I could do a ranking. 
So I, I don't know if we, I don't remember if we we've talked about it, but let's get into it. So are you are you more Batman than Superman, Pan? <sighs> we had to pick one. Boy, it's a hard one, honestly. Though I wanted to give you one to stump you on as we as we. Is a stumper, sir. Um, you know, most of the time I would lean Batman, but when when Superman's really cooking, mm-hmm. he's great, and I think especially it's a it's a harder sell these days, but there's still so much good to it. My favorite Superman property being the animated series from the 90s. Mm, But also on the flip side of the coin, those same people made Batman the animated Animated series. series, That that itself is so good too. So I don't know. Great, great stuff. I mean, a backstory wise and history wise, the story of Superman and its creators is way better than Batman who was like, had like one of the biggest, you know, intellectual property thieves ever. Bob Kane stole credit from this guy, Bill Finger. In the industry, it was famous to say you got fingered because you get a bad deal. There's a good Hulu documentary on the whole saga, and it actually led oh. to Bill Finger finally getting a credit on all Batman properties. So it now says created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. Oh, that's good. The only thing I didn't like about the documentary is that it's one of those, like, let me put myself into this thing documentaries. Oh, oh boy. Like it, like it, Jacob Dylan with the, with the, the, you see the Echo in the Canyon documentary? Did you see that Oh, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Cause like, I love all that type of music. And then like, once he started inserting himself, I'm like, Oh dude, don't <laughs> yeah. just don't just step back. You got to know when to yeah. step back. Yeah. Much like we're going to do right now with the microphone. So yes. thank you for joining us again. We'll see you next week. Dan. Here's the crime. Here's, here's the Japanese crime. Yes. Ding. Ding.